Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? We're going to see some key pieces of evidence of which day Jesus was actually crucified. Because we know church tradition says Friday, but is that true? I will say this, there is a connection to Friday, and you'll see why it can be a little confusing, hopefully, if I don't confuse all of us, so we'll see. But we know that many believe he was crucified on a Friday. I don't believe that personally, and I'll show you why. But if that's the case, if he was crucified on a Friday, we do have a problem because it no longer lines up with the feasts of the Lord, which we'll see in a minute. But also, it then contradicts a very powerful prophecy that Jesus himself gave in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, when Jesus said this, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So was Jesus, well, kind of. Is this what Jesus... Look, he is the creator of the universe. He is the word made flesh. When Jesus says he will be in the belly of the earth, in the heart of the earth, three days and three nights, we can believe him, not tradition. Do you understand that? So that's the first nugget I want you to hold on to. Jesus prophesied that he would be in the heart of the earth. And this is talking about his soul, not his body. And that will come into play. And you'll see why. Okay? Don't throw tomatoes yet. Just listen. <laughs> he... His soul was in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And I'll show you from Scripture why I believe that is true. So, when Jesus said this, he'd be in the heart of the earth. He's not talking about his physical body. He's talking about his soul. Because we know in the heart of the earth, in the belly of the earth, during Jesus' day before the cross, and I'm not going to go heavily into this today. I'll touch on it today, a little bit here later too. But next week we're going to go heavy, heavily into this, into the difference between a place called Abraham's bosom, which was a place of comfort for those who died in faith, and Sheol, which there was a great chasm between the two. And this is the place where those who rejected the gospel, those who rejected Christ, those who died in their sins are waiting judgment. And we know one of those places still exists, Sheol, it's expanded. Abraham's bosom no longer exists because now when we die, because of the cross, when you die, you go immediately to the Father because sin has been paid for. But we will go heavily into that next week, so let's not get bogged down today, because we have some other things we need to get bogged down in. But both of these were in the center of the earth and in the heart of the earth, so just understand that. So when Jesus is talking about him being in the center of the earth, in the heart of the earth, he's talking about his soul. And so here's the problem. If Jesus was crucified on a Friday, that means he was only in the heart of the earth two days and two nights, if he was crucified on a Friday. So, I suggest to you, though, part of the problem is the Gentile church, remember this, the early church was mostly Jewish. Then after all of the torment and the persecution, the Jewish uh, people be, began to uh, be decimated. We know then what happened. 
Christianity then went to Rome. And understand this, a lot of the traditions were lost during that time period. Not only that, but you've got to remember, over the centuries, Israel was not even a nation for nearly 2,000 years. Israel had, had dispersed. So a lot of the traditions that were gathered among Israeli people, Hebrews, were gathered in isolation. And you'll see they started to combine a lot of the festivals. We'll see today. The Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover are now combined. They don't even keep them the exact way Scripture tells us to. All of these things. But something bigger than that you need to understand. One of the darkest, ugliest things of church history is the amount of anti-Semitism in the early church. Understand, when Rome took the church, when Constantine supposedly became a Christian, a lot of those in Rome hated the Jews. And their anti-Semitism went with them. And we know that a lot of Jewish tradition, a lot of Jewish things were ripped out of the church because of anti-Semitism. It's ugly, but we have to confront these things. We know there was always a faithful remnant, by the way. But it was true. Now, one of the lies, though, that's told is that when Constantine, you know, became a Christian, then he is the one who decided what was in the Bible, and he's the one who said we're going to start worshiping on Sundays. Those things are not true. The scripture tells us the early church worshipped on Sunday for a very good reason, or two very good reasons. Number one, it's the day the Lord resurrected, as we're going to see, as we know. And it's the day the church was born on Pentecost. It was born on a Sunday. So they gathered together on the first day of the week. But remember, the scripture tells us don't judge somebody because they esteem one day over another. Saturday is the Sabbath. And here's what I say, you know, and you've heard this before probably from other pastors, but I say worship the Lord on every day. Monday through Friday through Saturday through Sunday, every day. It doesn't matter. It does not matter when the church gathers. A lot of churches we know, they're big enough that they have church on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> you know, and these, the critics, they'll often tell us, oh, if you, if you don't go to church on Saturday, you're part of, you know, Babylon because... That's what the church, you know, the church on Sunday gathering together, they're Babylon. They're evil. They're part of the mark of the beast. Look, again, the scripture tells us they gathered on the first day of the week, Sunday. That's the first day of the week. So don't believe the the stuff about Constantine and that. But do understand there was anti-Semitism in the church heavily. And they did not hold to a lot of Jewish customs and they ripped a lot of Jewish things out of the church. Here's what's wonderful and beautiful. We know it's going to come full circle because the gospel is coming back to Jerusalem. It's coming back to Israel even now. And during the tribulation, we'll see the greatest revival of Israel ever. We know it's going to be tragic. Two-thirds will be killed. But one-third of all Israel, they will all become believers in Yeshua. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, I got off on a rabbit trail. And so to this day, most don't understand that when we're talking about, this is another key thing, when we're talking about Sabbaths, here's one of the things that the early church knew, but later church did not know. Sabbath is not just Saturday. Do you know that? When you read the scripture, when it talks about Sabbaths, sometimes those are holy feast days. So when it says Sabbath, sometimes it's talking about Saturday, Shabbat, and sometimes it's talking about a holy feast day. That is something you must keep in mind as we study this out. Now, also, that's true about preparation days. And we'll see the preparation days were before the Sabbaths, different holy days, different convocations, and even the weekly Sabbath. Okay. So another thing to understand is the Hebrew calendar is a 360-day calendar. It's a lunar-based calendar, which means what? A lunar-based calendar means this. Their day doesn't start in the day. And I'll come back to that. But here's the other thing I want you to look at. 
we, and we don't have to get bent out of shape. I just want to prepare you. I, I, I know I'm sounding cowardly, I get it, but it's like we don't have to get bent out of shape over which day Jesus was crucified on, by the way. We can agree to disagree. If you want to believe something different, that's fine. As long as we agree why Jesus was crucified and that he resurrected and he paid for our sins. If we agree on the gospel, I'm okay. You can believe how you want on the day he was crucified. Okay? To make you feel a little better. You can believe the three wise men were at the stable. You can believe all these things. It's fine because tradition taught that. Even if it maybe isn't true. So, I just want you to understand that. But I believe Jesus was crucified on Thursday. And I'm going to show you why I believe that. Mark 15, verse 42 through 45 says this. Now when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. Keep that in mind. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. So at first glance, people read this and go, well, okay, that's obviously speaking of Friday because, you know, it's the day before, it's the preparation day before the Sabbath. But you need to notice something. Notice it said when evening had come. That word in the Greek means nightfall. So after nightfall is when Joseph of Arimathea Asked for the body of Jesus. And I'll come back to that and show you why that's important. This is a huge key. Again, remember, the Jewish day does not start in the daytime. It doesn't start when the sun comes up. It doesn't even start at midnight like our day. They hold to Genesis 1-5, which says, So the evening and the morning were the first day. That word in the Hebrew, evening, means night. So there was darkness, then there was light. And I love that because every Hebrew day, every Jewish day that they celebrate, starts in darkness but ends in light. It's beautiful. Where sometimes with us, you know, we kind of think of the day starting when the sun comes up, and then when the sun goes down, that's the end of the day. Or even because we know it starts at midnight, it goes from darkness to darkness, from midnight to midnight. So our days go from darkness to darkness, but in the Hebrew calendar, it's from darkness to light. And I think that's also a beautiful, that's a message, by the way, all in and of itself, I won't go into that because I've already been on a couple rabbit trails today. But they're in this lunar-based calendar. And so when we read the evening had come, that means nightfall had come. And so do you understand what that means? That just told us that the day changed. The day changed. It's going to be important. So he was crucified during the day. He would have been crucified during the day. Then night comes and his body was removed from the cross. So let me go through the timeline. We need to understand this. We also need to understand Jesus Christ was crucified on the Passover, just as it was prophesied. He was crucified on the Passover. His body was placed in the tomb on the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And he resurrected on the Feast of First Fruits. And this is an amazing thing. Now, we're going to look at the first two of those today as we continue on. But we'll look at the Feast of First Fruits next week because there are some amazing things that come out of the resurrection. Some amazing things that happen that maybe you're not aware of. Maybe you are. But it's, it's really incredible. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.